I want to talk for a few minutes about a choice that I think is very important today. I think it's an important choice. I think it's an appetizer choice as we get into the next couple nights. And I want to talk about the, the, the heart and the idea where you and I choose to live life with enthusiasm. It's a biblical choice. You'll see it's all in the Bible. And you and I get to make that choice. And I want to talk about that for a few minutes. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for what you're doing. Lord, it's good to feel you in church. It's good to walk in and sense that you're up to something. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us because we live in a world that sometimes could be just so weighed down. Just one, it's, it's like there's another weight on another weight on another weight. Sometimes it's hard to pick up our spirit, pick up our life, pick up hope, pick up faith. But I pray you'd help us to make a choice today to live life in enthusiasm. We love you, we love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said a good amen. I'll be reading out of the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is, the, this is the, the chapter that talks about the blessings of obedience and then also the curses of disobedience. For some reason, I was cleaning out a, one of the drawers the other day, and I came across an old journal when I came to Christ. I know it was old because it was spiral-bound journal. Anybody under 30, you go Google that to figure out what that is. But uh, it was spiral-bound journal, and for some reason, I just come to Christ, found my first journal. The first chapter I ever dissected was Deuteronomy 28. And when you read it, you realize that there's all these, these ideas from God, these thoughts, these truths from God about choosing to live life with obedience, that it's a choice, that God's going to offer you an opportunity. God's going to offer you a way, but you have to make the choice. You can say no to everything he says, and you can choose to live in disobedience. But when he talks about when you and I embrace the God idea, the God plan, that blessings will overtake you. But when you choose the disobedient way, and you choose to run away from God, or live life your own way, or live life for me, myself, and I, then bad things are going to happen. And when you get to Deuteronomy 28, when you get to the end of it, it gets real intense. It's interesting that in the middle of all that intensity, there is a promise that God sticks in it about how you are to fight the enemy of your soul. And it will surprise you what he tells us is one of the keys and one of the weapons that you and I can have in our arsenal of daily living to fight the enemy who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Can I have a good amen? Because you know that's what the enemy's after. So how am I supposed to fight here? We fight him with the Word of God. And I love these verses, Deuteronomy 28, verse 43 through 48. The foreigners living among you will become stronger and stronger, while you become weaker and weaker. I don't want that. They will lend money to you, but you will not lend to them. They will now be the head, and you will be the tail. I don't want that. I like the other part where it said that I'm, I'm the head. Verse 45, if you refuse to listen to the Lord God, Obey his commandments and his decrees that he's given you right here. All these curses will pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed. No, 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 not today, devil. These horrors will serve as a sign, warning among you and your descendants forever. Verse 47, if, that's a choice, if, if you, if you do not, if you do not serve the Lord your God with joy, okay, if I don't serve the Lord, my God with joy. That makes sense to me because Nehemiah tells me that it's the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
I find my strength in his joy. There's strength in joy. A lot of times we find ourselves with no strength, and it's not because he stole our strength. It's because he stole our joy. And if he gets your joy, he will get your strength. And we need some strength today to raise them kids. We need some strength today to deal with our, our family and our marriage and all the things that are happening with the pain of the world. I need strength. And so he gets to joy. Okay, so that makes sense to me. But then he adds something else that's a key that I want you to hear. If you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and with enthusiasm. Second word. And you're enthusiastic why? for the abundant of blessings you have received. You will serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Alert, alert, alert. You mean to tell me that there's a way that I can serve God that will hold the enemy back? I want some more of that. Sign me up. You mean to tell me that there is some choices that I can make? There is some things of God, some fruit of the Spirit called joy. There is some attributes and some characteristics and some traits of God that I can lean into and I can embrace it as a single mom or as a blended family or as, as a, a single adult, a young person. You mean to tell me I can embrace something that will help hold the enemy back in my life and in my mind and in my money and with my emotions and with my pain. I can hold the enemy back with something. I want, sign me up for that. The Bible says that, that there's power in enthusiasm. There's power. There's strength. There's fortitude in enthusiasm. See, I'm not sure what your meaning is that you've applied to this very biblical word called enthusiasm. Maybe you hear it and you just think, oh, I, I hear enthusiasm. It's one of them hype words. About to hype it up. It's just hype up word. That's all it is. It's a hype word. It's not a biblical word. No, 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 no. It's a biblical word. Maybe you think it's just pump it up. About to pump it up, pump it up, pump it up. Get the bass, get the bass, get the bass. Pump it up, pump it up, pump it up. That's all it is. Maybe it's just excitement. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I'm having so much fun. It's fan base. It's just a fan. It's so shallow. No, 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 it ain't shallow, it's spiritual. Uh, not only is it spiritual, it's all over Scripture. There's a much deeper meaning. Its meaning is found in the Greek origin of the word. The word enthusiasm is made up of two Greek words. N-E-N -E is within theos. Theos is what? Meaning God. When you put the words together, it has a meaning of God within, Christ within, Christ within, Christ without. That when Christ is within you, he can get out of you. He can be spread. Christ is in me, so now I can share Christ. Christ is in me, so I can deal with what's out there. Christ is in me, so he's in me, so now I'm going to reflect him. As God inspires me on the inside, I'm going to be an inspiration on the outside. It's Christ in me. It's Christ through me. It's Christ deposited on the inside of my heart, my spirit, my soul. And when people bump me, I spill Jesus. It's why, wow, and, and, it, and it comes out of me, watch this, through a spirit and a choice of enthusiasm. It's all over the Bible. Romans 12, 11, never be lazy, but work hard. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. Romans 12, 11 in the message, don't burn out. Boy, people burning out. 
Keep yourself fueled in a flame. Run it on empty, Pastor. Be alert, servants of the Master. Cheerfully expect it. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. And, and, and Paul is saying to the Corinthian church, there are many things you excel in, you're doing really well in. And these, this is a huge checklist. This is a checklist all of us would want to be known for. In your faith, need that without faith is impossible. Please, God, hey, as gifted speakers, well, thank you. <laughs> kind of talented. You know. Pretty good when I talk to people. That's important as gifted speakers. And your knowledge, yes, many degrees. Many, many degrees. I'm very smart. I'm a smart person. So those are, those are things to excel in. Faith, gifted speaker. Enthusiasm, your enthusiasm. It's interesting to me that the Bible tells us that enthusiasm is equal with faith. That enthusiasm is equal with get, being gifted as a speaker. Enthusiasm is equal with knowledge. And then it goes on to say, and your love and your generosity. Paul is saying to the Corinthian church, make sure if you get some things right, you better get faith, hope, and love. You better be able to, to share what God's given you. You need to lean into God's word. But don't forget the power of enthusiasm. I thought it was so shallow. It's just a hype it up word. No, it's not. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and movable. Always work with enthusiasm. You do it for the Lord. You do it for the Bible has much to say about this, this entheos, this entheos word who says God in us. In Acts, it talks about Apollos, who was one of the great leaders of the early church. And it says he excelled in so many things. He was a great debater and an orator, but he did it with such enthusiasm. Then it tells us in, in Haggai, it talks about them trying to build the temple, build the temple, build the temple. Can't get the temple built, Pastor Herbert. Can't get the temple built, but all of a sudden Zerubbabel shows up and his leaders, and they build it in a matter of months. Why? Because they begin to work as a spirit of enthusiasm came upon them. It's a difference maker. You know how it is. Many of you own small companies or you, you lead a team or, or you're a small business owner. Isn't someone who comes to work enthusiastic about what he's getting? Doesn't that make a difference? It's not an employer here. It's not a business owner here that doesn't want to hire somebody that's excited and they're thankful and they're thrilled. There's a spirit of enthusiasm on their life. I, I remember when I came... Uh, to a youth group when I was 14 years old. I'd never been to church. Only time I ever went to a youth group till I got saved at 18. Showed up at this little youth group. A friend of mine invited me. Showed up. It was dreadful. Like nobody wanted to be there. Opposite of people's church student ministry. There was no revival. Revival had up and left. And here what was interesting. I remember looking around at the youth leaders. They didn't want to be there. Hey, mean, just mad, impatient. And then, you know, so I, I remember leaving that night. Leave, uh, it was, the church was right across from my high school in Myrtle Beach. I left there and thought, I'm never going back to these places. But then all of a sudden, fast forward three years later, I'm working at the beach. Guy shows up, starts talking to me about Christ. He's fired up. In theos, God is in him. He, everything he says starts inspiring me. He looks, I'm sweating, working at the beach. He leaves, runs off, comes back with a great snow comb or a great snowball. He says, here, man, you look so hot. Eat that great snowball while I talk to you. I mean, how many knows the Lord will, revival will show up when you get a great snow comb? I tell you, funnel cakes on the way. 
the whole thing changed for me. I gave my life to Christ several weeks later because someone introduced Jesus to me with a spirit of enthusiasm. It is a difference maker. And can I be honest with you? It's important today. So much heavy. I ain't never in my life met so many people in a bad mood. They everywhere. Everybody bummed out. Everybody down. Everybody on edge. You got to ease up to everything. Like, we good. We all we all right? So much hate, so much hard, and so much tough, and it can get on us every day. You wake up every day with that spirit of heaviness. You got to make a choice to live. You got to make a choice to be enthusiastic. You got to make a choice because it, it is never something that's just a, a, a byproduct. It has to be cultivated. And I think we're waiting on the right moment, the right people, and the right money, and the right opportunity, and the right thing that happens. Then I'm going to live with enthusiasm when this happens. No, 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 no. It's a choice right now. I love what John Maxwell says about this. He says, one of the greatest things you can do is to get excited about your life. And to start to live enthusiastically day after day. Look what it says. He says this. Your whole world will improve. If you wait to get excited or, or if you wait to have joy in your life get, until some lucky outer event happens, guess what? If you wait, what does life do? It waits. And if you hold back until a more appropriate time to get excited and fired up, what does life do? It holds back. You're going to hold back on enthusiasm, develop lots of patience because you're going to wait a long time for an exciting life. I know there's wrong. I know there's hurt. I know there's pain. But we have to make a decision. I'm going to choose joy. And I'm going to live my life enthusiastically. In theos. God in God within. Christ within. I, I wrote down some things of what enthusiasm is. It's just I wrote down three E's. They, they put it together. Here's the first thing. Enthusiasm is an energizer. You know, Come on, let's go. Enthusiasm, let's do this. Yeah, you, you know the difference in your work, on a team, uh, in someone's outlook. See, enthusiasm is a developer. It's not a drain. You know that person who's a drain? Uh, hey, hey, it's an adder, not a subtractor. We all know people that constantly are subtracting from our life, taking from our life. But there's something about being around somebody who's an adder, who's just like, let's go. We about to do this. Inner revival is an energizer. We come at the night with energy. Gonna be energized by the Holy Spirit. Hey, it's an energizer. Uh, here, here's the thing that I wrote down. It's an elevator. It will take people. You don't want to be the. Uh, I want to take people up. I don't want to bring people down. It lifts the room. It lifts the task. It lifts the family. You don't want the opposite. Could you imagine being at a job interview? Hey, man, what's one of your great attributes? Man, I will bring everybody really low. Okay, thank you. We're done. Get a mint. Never see you again. God bless you. Could you imagine being out on a date? Hey, man, so, yeah. tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm just a downer. Okay, check, please. Let me get some Uber Eats. I'll be door dashing to my house. <laughs> Nobody wants that. You want to, I mean, it's just, see, see, think about it. That's the DNA of Life Church. 
That's who we are. I mean, that's the DNA of people's church. I mean, you, sorry, that's not life church. I'm joking. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's the DNA of a life-giving church, which is the DNA of people's church. Ha ha. And, and when you, when you're, uh, think about it, when you're in a life-giving church, you know the difference. You walk in the foyer. You go down the hallway. You meet people. That's what a life-giving church does. And, and, and what is it? It's an energizer. It's an elevator. That's what serve day did. If you think about it, you're at a serve day, all of a sudden you're in the community. It lifts the region. It lifts the community. Hey, that's what generosity does. It's an energizer. It's an elevator. Here's the third thing I wrote down because I think this is super important. It's an eliminator. It helps overcome problems. How many times have you and I had these little irritations during the day, these little things that pop up? And so often the victory of life is not drained by the big thing. The victory of life is drained by the little things that happen over and over and over again. And those little things, all of a sudden you think, today's going to be a terrible day. Today's going to be a horrible day. I've got problems every day. But can I tell you this? When you're enthusiastic, when God is on the inside of you, there comes a point where you say, no, 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 no. Something good is going to happen to me today. You live your life like that. Something good is going to happen to me today. That's the difference. Hey, it's an energizer. It's an elevator. It's an eliminator. It's life-giving. You know the difference when you're around the drain or you're around the developer. You know the difference when you're around someone who adds. Enthusiasm adds, not the subtractor. Uh, the other day I was in Cincinnati, and uh, I was up preaching in Cincinnati. A good friend of ours, one of the churches that Pastor Herbert and I have, have helped preach. And so I got up early in the morning going to church. Got several services. They, they come by early. I, had to, I was like a 7 o'clock pickup. I mean, I was early for a big man to preach. It was early, man. They come by, beat me up 7 o'clock, and we're outside. I said, hey, I'm going to follow you over. i got to go to the airport. And I, I, and I said, hey, do y'all got anything, any snacks to eat at the Green Week? Because I, I like, I'm a snack guy. And uh, it's, he says, yeah, yeah, we're real healthy now, so we've got a smoothie for you today. Okay. I said, what, what kind of smoothie you got? Like peanut butter and chocolate? I mean, is, did you put a ribeye in the smoothie? What are we, what are we talking here? And he said, uh, he said, oh, no, no, we do kale smoothies on Sunday. No, no, I won't be doing one. You're going to do a kale smoothie. You see me? I'm a big man, big man burning diesel. i got to have some help up here. Or I'll, you're going to get a teach. You will not be getting any preach today. So I, I'm driving, and I, 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 he's, I'm following him, and I sneak off. And I, brother got to get him a, a sausage egg McMuffin. I mean, I, if I'm going to preach, I'm going to need a little fuel. So I pull off, go to McDonald's. And I'm in the drive-thru. How many know a lot of hate in the drive-thru right now? Oh, you better be in the Holy Ghost you go through a drive-thru right now. You better be praying that the Holy Ghost is. So, I, um, so I, I, I'm in the drive-thru. I, I order. I pull around, and I see a car that is offset from the drive-thru window, and a lady is out yelling. 
screaming. I jump out the car because I'm about to put that thing on TikTok, man. I'm about to give me like a million views. Man. I'm about to give me some followers. I'm like, I love some drama. I love airplane drama. I love drive-through drama. I'm always trying to be myself up in drama. So I jump out, want to know what's going on. And all she's doing is yelling, I need a McGriddle. I need a McGriddle. And, and she's, she's getting winded. I thought she'd get ready to go down. So I walk up there. I'm like, oh, Holy Ghost, Jesus' name, amen. I said, hey, are you? I said, baby, get back in the car. We need a McGriddle. I'm like a McDonald's chaplain or something. I, I've entered the ministry of McDonald's. I, I literally look at this. This happened since I said, get back in the car. We're going to get you in McGriddle. Get, get back in. I said, come on. I'm a man of God. I'm going to preach the gospel. Man of God. Get in the car. Give me two McDriddles. Give me two McDriddles. I give her. And she, I see McGriddle. I need my McGriddle today. I said, listen, life is bigger than a McGriddle. Go home. Go home. Go home. I get in my car. I pull up. That lady's looking at me. What you want? Can I, can I have a sausage? Amen. No, thank And I just said, we love you. Oh, we love Thank you. Thank you for getting up at 5 a.m. Come over here and get me this sausage. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love a man. I'm a man of God in Jesus' name. Glory. And, I, and, and so I get my meal, and I, I reach in my wallet. All I got is a $100 bill. It's a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money. Give her the hundred dollar bill. I said, "Keep the change. Keep the change." I, said, I can't keep the change. That's a lot. I said, "No, you keep the change in Jesus' name." I'm a man of God. I'm about to preach. You keep the change. She starts getting blessed. Glory. She got a little jerk. I thought, why not? They're being cussed at every day. They're being treated terrible every day. Why not a little God in me? Why not a little God out of me? Why not be able to share? Hey, I want to change the world one drive through at a time. God is in me. God is good. Why not? Why not? In theos, God inspired. It's a choice. He's in me. And Lord, live through me. In a hurting, depleted world. Say, well, how do you do that, Dino? Uh, it, it's so simple. I, we find it all across these scriptures. Here's the first thing. It's a choice. you got to take responsibility for your own enthusiasm. Big mistake to wait on somebody else to bring it. Truth of the matter is being fired up and being excited about revival and being excited about a serve day. And being thrilled about what you could do to add to a life-giving environment and a life-giving home and a life-giving workplace. The truth of the matter, it's not a type of personality. It's a type of obedience. And so often we're just saying, well, it's not about personality type. No, no, no. The Bible never talks about personality types. It talks about the obedience of being joyful and enthusiastic. And I think as a, as a preamble to what's going to happen in revival, let's make a choice now that I'm going to live enthusiastic about what God wants to do in my life. As a dad or as a single, as a student, it's a choice. Here's the second thing I wrote down is hang around with enthusiastic people. Oh, this is so big today. I'm going to spend time with enthusiastic folk. Hang out with Pastor Herbert. Hang out with Chris. Hang around with some people that that are excited. Why? Because you become just like the squad you spend time with. And, and, And that's why you're, that's, hey, that's why small groups so important. 
That's why being on a team is so important. If not, then all you're going to be around is, is doubters. No, thank you. All them complainers, unfollow. All those negative people, block. All them haters, delete. Come on, somebody. About to delete you. I ain't got time for that in my life. I got too much going on. I'm trying to fight a battle. I'm trying to climb a mountain. I need to decide to walk in joy. I need to have some enthusiasm in my life. I cannot be dealing with all these downers when Jesus Christ has lifted me up from a miry clay. He has lifted me out of the pit. He has lifted me out of bondage. Somebody ought to clap their hands today. It's a choice. Hang out with enthusiastic folk. And then the last thing, so important, pray and invite God to come live with in me. God in me changes, lifts. Amen. You know, I went to, I graduated high school, so I got a high school diploma. I went to Bible college for a couple years. Um, some of you were wondered about that earlier. Um, I got, a, I went to Bible college, got an associate's degree in youth uh, ministry and adolescent counseling, minor in theology. Um, and then, but I'm gonna tell you what I got. I'll tell you about my, where, where I, I'm strong at. I got a master's, probably a PhD at this point, in cheer dad theology. I've been a cheer dad for 13 years. I got daughters, we did cheer, we did travel cheer, we did school cheer. Man, I, I have been, I'm a, I could lead a cheer dad small group. Basket catch, where my base at? Where my flyers? Hold the wrist, hold it, show it out. It's not enough, pull your hair back more, show it out. There ain't nothing like a megaphone, my favorite thing to cheer is megaphone. I've carried this to ball games for 13 years. You know what a megaphone does? It lifts the room. It's like, let's go. It, ex what is it? it expands. What is it? It amplifies. I, I, I mean, it just makes things better. I'll give me an example. Who's got a short name? Like a Kim, Sam. Where am I? A jo who's Joy? Your name is Joy. Jo Your name is Joy? Got all the rhinestones on. I see you. Give me a J. J. Give me an O. Give me a Y. What does that say? Who's got rhinestones on? Who's the best? Woo! Lifted the whole room. Your people, they text me this morning. Man, my phone was blowing up. Do you know what your people are telling me? They need you to be enthusiastic. Them kids, that spouse. They, they, need, they need to be lifted. They need an elevator. They need somebody to help them eliminate their pain. They need somebody to energize them back from the dead. Your people. My people, they need us. They need us to lift. Hey, let's start being that dad that says, Hey, son, I believe in you. I'm glad you're my daughter. 
I love my family. I love this church. Let's be those people. Can I have a good amen?